Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Oh, spooky, scary sports. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirt theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Lebanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. I'm about to peel back the sports radio curtain for you on this All Hallows' Eve, Halloween 2023, ghouls and goblins. You are mandated in this industry, mandated in this industry on Halloween. If Halloween does indeed fall on a weekday, you must, you must craft your topics and things you want to discuss in sports and intertwine them with Halloween themes. That, that and Theo, you're still relatively new to radio. You're an old TV veteran. Yeah. Like, that's spooky right there. You must, you must weave your topics in a a spooky manner. And that's what we're doing today because far be it from us to break the rules. Well, I I mean... As again, a newcomer to radio, I uh, just got to fall right in. So you, you just lead the way. I'll get spooky with you guys. I see <laughs> huh? nobody here dressed up um, in any kind. Is that a heartbeat? Was uh, uh, that a heartbeat? Here's what's happening. What's spooky about a heartbeat? Stone walked in today, <laughs> and this is the problem of when Stone beats me to the office. Because our production staff, they know that they can bamboozle him, and he gets excited easily about simple things. And they said, Stone, check this out. We made entire Halloween soundboards for you for the show because wow. they know like it needs to be a Halloween theme. <laughs> okay. What is cow. that? Is that a demon? That was a cow. That, I, that was, <laughs> That's a cow. <laughs> that was moan. That was a moan? Yeah, it was moan. Can we hear that one more time? Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it was called a moan? Yeah, just moan. It should Not be a, a groan. groan. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? <laughs> I mean, man, we got a lot here. What the heck? Is that blood? Eating flesh. Eating flesh. A uh, goblin eating flesh. Mm-hmm. A lot of these can be taken out of context. <laughs> uh, I suppose that's knives. Yeah, there it knives. is. That's knives. That's, that's a, nice. Freddy Krueger. That's Freddy Krueger. Yep. Uh, yeah, sharpening, sharpening Kruger, knife. But but Krueger. Yeah, Freddy Krueger's a different thing. That's a movie, actually. I, I, saw, I saw that at 3 a.m. on my Kruger? phone. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, oh, com- I'll keep him coming all day long, uh-huh. all right? All right, perfect. Uh, so our production <laughs> staff compiled these Halloween soundboards. Stone's very excited. I am, as, as you can imagine, less than enthused. Because I know how half-assed our production staff operates. And especially for a day like this, I'm sure they started at like 10 p.m. last night. And it just threw this entire thing. Let's, let's hear one more. Because uh, I can tell you just want to fire these things off. Let's just hear one more. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? That's a growl. What? Yeah, is that a growl? What is that? This one tells you, it hey, don't, don't fall asleep. asleep. That's oh. going to be uh, Jason. He comes in your nightmare. Can mm-hmm. I? Excuse me. Can I hear that one more time? <laughs> Which one? Uh, the the uh, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. That one's not bad actually <laughs> at all. And then in comes the dinosaur. <laughs> Why do we have a dinosaur? 
He said, well, "In comes the dinosaur." <laughs> I've never seen Stone look so excited and full of anticipation than when he just said those words. In comes the dinosaur. Why do we have a dinosaur? Uh, don't ask me. What does a dinosaur have to do with Halloween? You'll well, see some dinosaurs out and about tonight. I'd no, imagine. You won't. Yes, no, you, you don't. There's no scary movie that suddenly a dinosaur <laughs> pops out. Like Haunted Mansion doesn't feature a dinosaur. If a kid comes to my door dressed as a dinosaur, I'm taking candy out of his little uh, jack o' lantern. Come on, there are there are dinosaur outfits that these, these yeah, cats wear all the time. Costume could be That's anything. Scary. Yeah, and I love how I use the Haunted Mansion as my standard for a scary movie. Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion, which then it was remade by the Muppets. So uh, that gives you a sense of my uh, my my scary movie sensibilities. The Land Before Times was a little creepy. So. <laughs> the Land Before Time. That's yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll give you Jurassic Park, but that wasn't made. That's a summer blockbuster. That's not yeah. made for Halloween. It's scary, but it's not Halloween scary. It's not a slasher film unless you count the Velociraptors. Right. It's like that's like saying Jaws is like Halloween. Yeah, no. it's not a Halloween movie. No. It's just a. It's a terror. Yeah. It's a horror movie, but it was not for Halloween. Yeah. Like Saw. That's a Halloween movie. Saw's that a is Halloween. A, that's movie. a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. And a documentary. Because dinosaurs don't scare me. You know, no, already, dinosaurs are just cool. We already got rid of them. Like. <laughs> Only dinosaurs we're seeing today are just bones, right? No, like no, no. You're seeing, we already got rid of them. Yeah, we did it. You're seeing I, alligators. I like, <laughs> alligators are still dinosaurs. They're descendants. Uh, yes, I, I know that you uh, birds are not going to be comfortable with uh, a, a gator just hanging out nearby. Um, we also conquer gators. Like we had a dude who literally was named after beaten gators. Yeah, crocodiles. But yes. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're all in the same family. Yeah, that's true. They're related. Yeah, that's true. And I'm saying, like, we are the king of the jungle. I'm not worried about no alligators or no dinosaurs now. Now that's you right. bring dinosaurs as we know them. Yeah, right. They're we we beat them. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, cooked. Uh, so uh, happy Halloween to uh to everybody, I suppose. And you're right. Uh, there are some people that dressed up in our office. Uh, salesman Jeff dressed up as a whoopee cushion, but he looks like a human organ. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good call. He, he looks like he is a um, a heart. A heart, for sure. Right, or a liver. Yeah, he, he looks like something that should be attached to uh, uh, different um, parts of the circulatory system. Right, yeah. right. Especially if you see him, like, I think I don't think there's any writing on the back of him. So if you see him behind, yeah, on he the He looks front, like a stomach. Yeah. He looks like a human stomach. It's very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought he was at first <laughs> until I saw the front. The large intestine <laughs> yeah, or he, something? Yeah, he looks like an intestine. It's very yeah. bizarre. Uh, so, so because we're mandated to weave Halloween into our sports topics today... Let me tell you the story about Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, Pro Bowl wide receiver on the doorstep of Super Bowls, playing with future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, but then he had just had enough at Green Bay. He had enough of of Aaron Rodgers and the constant, am I retiring? Am I not retiring? And two years ago, he said, you know what? I want out. I want to trade. I want to get paid. And I want to change the scenery. So what did what did Devontae Adams do? He requested a trade from the Green Bay Packers. What did the Packers do? They said, hey, Las Vegas Raiders, let's chat. Let's talk. Devontae Adams said, that's good. I like that you're talking with the Raiders because I like Derek Carr. I want to go play with Derek Carr. So Devontae Adams ends up getting traded two off seasons ago. He goes to Vegas, heads to the desert, and he teams up with Derek Carr. Now, last year... Didn't go as planned. The Raiders missed the playoffs. Just barely they missed the playoffs. Frustrating under new head coach Josh McDaniels. But Devontae Adams said, you know what? That's okay. Because I've still got Derek Carr in my back pocket. 
Problem is, the Raiders were ready to be done with Derek Carr. So what did they do? They called the Saints. They said, hey, Saints, you want Derek Carr? The Saints said, sure, bring in Derek Carr. We'll have Jameis Winston as our backup quarterback. Then the Raiders said, hey, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's hurt, and he's uh, below average, but you know what? He's good enough for us. Let's bring him in. They brought in Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo has been a disaster. And by extension, because Jimmy Garoppolo is a disaster, Devontae Adams Mm. can't produce. Devontae Adams last night against Detroit for the world to see on Monday Night Football. One catch for 11 yards. One catch for 11 yards, including in the fourth quarter, down 12. Jimmy Garoppolo looks down the field and he sees a wide open Devontae Adams. Has nobody within 20 yards of him, 35 yards down the field. All Jimmy Garoppolo does or has to do, professional footballer, is just toss the ball in the air. Lightly. And it's going to find Devontae Adams, and he is going to walk his way into the end zone, and it's going to be a game, and the Raiders are going to have life, and Devontae Adams is going to earn that paycheck. But what did Jimmy Garoppolo do? Like some sort of Hercules, he decided to wind up, and he threw it as far as he possibly could, 15 yards over the head of Devontae Adams, who's great, but he ain't that great, where he's going to jump 30 feet in the air and snag that football. Devontae Adams is broken. Devontae Adams is too talented to be wasting away with the terrible Las Vegas Raiders and the waste of time, second-time head coach Josh McDaniels and a quarterback as mid as Jimmy Garoppolo is. And after the game, Devontae Adams sounded like a broken man, a battered man, a man who needed away from his organization, a man who is not mentally well. This is Devontae Adams. I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly, I just don't know. What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind? Frustration, but I mean, that's that kind of goes without saying. Dante, I know you said that you know you have confidence whenever you're out there in the offense's ability, but is it kind of hard to, to maintain that when the results are what they've been? No, it's not hard to maintain the confidence in our offense. It's just hard to curb your frustration when you can't put it together when you know you should. He's broken. He wants to say so many things. He wants to bust throw, but he's not like that because he's an upstanding professional. And when you're making the conscious decision In those emotional moments, to close off, to shut yourself down because you don't want to get fined, you don't want to face a media firestorm, that can only mean one thing, that he wants to take people to task in his own organization and he can't do it, whether it be coaches, whether it be quarterback. I don't know what else he can do. I mean, they stink. The Raiders stink. Jimmy Garoppolo, without a Shanahan in charge, stinks. Devontae Adams, I mean, report this week that he went to the Raiders. He signed up to play for Derek Carr, not Jimmy Garoppolo. What? Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) He signed up for Derek Carr, not Jimmy G. Mm. And now he's stuck with Jimmy G, and it's bad. And now Bleacher Report is reporting this morning that a couple of weeks ago, Devontae Adams' side approached Raiders management and suggested, hey, maybe a little bit of change of scenery. Let's uh, let's trade. Let's trade uh, my client. And let's get him out of here. He's not happy. You guys aren't winning. It's best for both parties. And the Raiders said, yeah, that's not happening. So past today's trade deadline in the NFL, Devontae Adams is going to continue to live in one of the most scary situations 
in football and in sports, that Raiders locker room with a team that does not play for its head coach and Devontae Adams' livelihood depends on Jimmy Garoppolo. That, kids, is scary. I think the worst <clears throat> the worst part about this is, uh, is you can tell that he's at a state of acceptance mm-hmm. um, in that locker room. The the look there was like there was a depth in his eyes that you can just tell he's defeated, um, not just on the football field but just in life. He he knows he's stuck with this Raider squad. He knows he's not getting traded out of there. I know the NFL trade deadline hits 4 p.m. today. He's got about three and a half hours of praying and and uh you know if I'm him I'm at the synagogue the he church might whatever to, he might need to go animal sacrifice at this point. Yeah, like, you might have to start bringing out the heavy duty stuff on Halloween. My boy, he he better be meditating. He whatever you lean on, lean on that. Yeah. Meditating. Um it is that hallucinating. Is, yeah, yeah, I mean he is friends with uh Aaron Rodgers or former <laughs> friends. I don't yeah, know where yeah, their yeah. relationship stands. But no, like it, it does suck for him because I think he was so excited about going out west, playing with his guy Derek Carr, Fresno State ties. Um, also, he's a I think he's a Cali kid, right? He's a, a SoCal kid, so being close to home, and now he just finds himself in football purgatory, and that is one of the scariest things. You know, you're not going to contend. You know, you're not going to get your numbers because right. he cares about his numbers. Yeah, sure. He's not going to get. He's his, a proud professional. Yes, like, and he deserves to care about his numbers. That's what he's building his Hall of Fame career around. And he just knows he's stuck. And boy, scary ain't the word. Yeah. Frightening, miserable, miserable. It's it's bad. I mean, it is it is down bad. Devontae Adams is down bad. Uh, but here's the problem. If he stays in Green Bay, there's a good chance Aaron Rodgers still gets out of there. And then his quarterback is Jordan Love. This poor dude, well, you can't even retrospect it. Because he'd be screwed either way. He deserves better. He's in such a scary, terrible, professional situation right now. If you're the Raiders, why would you say no? What are those reasons for not getting rid of Devontae Adams? Get a first-round pick, man. What are you going to bail around? Like, look, you, He's not producing for you. No, and, it, and it, last year, I think you would argue that uh, you had these grand... Uh, desires for what he was going to be, but Derek Carr ain't that guy either. No. And so, like, what are we doing with Devontae Adams? Uh, you can still get a first-round pick for him. That's just mismanagement. Josh McDaniels clearly is not a good coach. <laughs> that ship has sailed now. Uh, by far. like, like, like That it's ship gone. has sailed. It's gone, and it is off the radar. But I just don't know why you would say no to not getting rid of Devontae Adams. I, I'm with you. They're, I'm completely... Because they're stubborn. You're stubborn, and you want to believe. You're, you're hope-managing. You believe that, oh, if we do this and this and this, we're going to turn it around. You're not going to turn it around. You're not going to turn it around. I wonder if part of it is they're still semi-new to Vegas, right? So they don't want to have a horrendous season where they're outwardly tanking or giving up on the year. Uh, they are the worst team in the AFC West right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know they're tied right now, 3-5 and five with the Broncos at the bottom, um, but the Broncos are showing life at the same time where the Raiders are feeling like they're dissolving. Broncos just beat the Chiefs. Yeah. In, in Ken Levicka's world, uh, that makes the Raiders the worst team in the AFC West. And that is a bad place to be because you're the worst team in one of the tougher divisions to try and overcome and win in you're in the AFC in general so you're not going to make the wild card you got to be like a 10-11 win team this year in the AFC to make a wild card so for the Raiders for Raiders fans for Devontae Adams even for Jimmy G it's like what is our direction at this point how does Max Crosby on the defensive side keep lining up and teeing off on quarterbacks knowing that he has no shot at at doing anything beyond just getting some sack numbers for maybe his next contract. Like, this sucks for everybody involved. Devontae Adams is in a scary situation because he is stuck in a place 
that is just unserious right now about playing winning football. Devontae Adams deserves better, and last night he was a broken man after that loss on Monday Night Football to the Lions. What is the scariest thing going on in sports right now? What is the scariest thing currently going on in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Jenny messages in uh, Boca Raton's mayor dancing at the Dolphins. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. It's pretty good. Covered that yesterday. Uh, it's confirmed it was him. It was him dancing at the Dolphins game. Alex says the turf at the Meadowlands, otherwise MetLife Stadium. Okay. Took uh, took down a uh, knee. We had a knee dislocation in that Jets-Giants game, that turf at the Meadowlands. Yeah. I mean, it didn't stop raining from the first quarter to the fourth. I mean, it was just a bloodbath. There, there was nothing that anybody could do out there. The turf is just a weekly topic there. Uh, on this Halloween, Theo, you think frights. Yep. You think scares. You think deep, dastardly, horrifying thoughts. What is the scariest thing going on in sports right now? It's hard to think of a better debut NBA coaching year than what Ty Lue had in 2016 when he led the Cavaliers, or he coached the Cavaliers, obviously LeBron James led, uh, back from the biggest NBA Finals deficit 3-1. Did the impossible help right. lead the Cavs to a title. And and he had LeBron, he had Kyrie Irving, he, he was on top of the world his first year as a head coach. It was amazing. It was just glorious. And now, Ty Lue finds himself on what I can only deem as like unreliable island in Los Angeles. Because not only is he dealing with uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, two of the most, when you need them most, they're either hurt or they're resting or <laughs> they just don't feel like playing that day. Uh-huh. Like, that's what the Clippers have been the past three years. In the playoffs, throughout the regular season, doesn't matter. Unreliable Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. He also now has two other L.A. natives on the team. Everybody's just crowding the West Coast, trying to get out there for the lifestyle, get out there near family. Russell Westbrook who we know is unreliable in the playoffs, and today, overnight really, really late, like early this morning, Mm -hmm. 2 a.m., we learned that the Los Angeles Clippers have traded for none other than James Harden from the Philadelphia 76ers, who, who, by the way, still picking and choosing when he wants to play, uh, has has repeatedly come up short in the playoffs um, when his team has needed him most, and now you're Ty Lue, and you're sitting here on the bench, and if you're looking at trying to come up with a game plan on how you're going to go throughout this season. You can't even count on who you're going to have on a day-to-day basis in that locker room. But also, from the outside looking in, we're looking at Ty Lue. Hey, you're blessed with these huge names. These are four future Hall of Famers on your team. Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. you got to make a championship contender out of that. But when the, when, the, when the ball rolls out there and you're Ty Lue, I mean, I'm starting to think if I go to Clippers games, I'm thinking about getting Clippers season tickets. And I'll just wear an L.A. Clippers jersey. And I'll sit as close to the bench as possible. And every night, every other night or so, I, I might actually have a chance to check into the game because I'm minutes. not sure if any of these dudes are going to want to line up and play for this dude. Ty Lue is in the scariest position for any NBA head coach right now. He's got the name brands in his locker room, but he also has the guys who have 
repeatedly shown us that they either don't want to play basketball, they get hurt too much, or when they're playing basketball, they fail in the biggest moment. I would I would argue that simply having James Harden on your team makes it one of the most scary bench situations in the entire NBA. But now you have James Harden, who you don't know what mood he's ever going to be in. Oh, You've got two of, two of you. Right, what shape he's going to be at round. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. You've got two of the poster boys of load management mm. in Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George. They're changing the game. They got new rules because of these dudes. Right. And then Russell Westbrook, you can't trust him outside of 12 feet. Yeah. Uh, it, that that right there looks really good from a, hey, I know those guys. <laughs> it's probably really bad from a, hey, these guys are going to win. Yeah, that's scary. You gotta that's, that is scary. Ooh, what is that? that? Is that when you're really was that, was that like when you're rolling over those strips on 95 on the on the shoulder? And <laughs> that sounds like when you veer off the road on the interstate. What you know, is that? I'm getting excited, like thinking some of these are good. You know, <laughs> wait for Ken to make a joke, right? I'm gonna drop the dreadful laugh on him, but this is how the dreadful laugh comes. What? That's, That's a, a dreadful laugh? laugh. Boy, I'm telling you, this production staff, I knew they were going to screw us over, and you were excited. You always hold out optimism, and that's your flaw, because I know these idiots, and I know they're terrible at what they do. Yeah. And it's why we keep cutting their pay. Yeah. Uh, what is the scariest thing going on in sports right now? 888-760-3776. I say Devontae Adams in his current situation with the Raiders. Uh, Theo says Ty Lu coaching the now James Harden-led oh. L.A. Clippers. Holy Lord. What is the scariest thing going on in sports right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Um, how about the heat point card? position uh, that's pretty scary well uh, i'm yeah. sorry sorry that was an evil laugh but it didn't you know it, just, it didn't hit you didn't hit i'm done I, no don't be done i'm I mean, not uh, we got plenty to choose uh, from. you said he point guard was like a good time to drop evil laugh that's a screech that sounds like a dinosaur <sighs> is that a dinosaur well that's kyle lowry yeah yeah yes yeah. yes absolutely a, a dinosaur on the court um watching the heat try and play point is terrible I mean, absolutely dreadful. The worst part is also like, I mean, Jimmy Butler, like you're 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 doing the little, you get your hair permed is he out. Is going to start the season? Like at what? All? What? That's frustrating to me. He I didn't mean, show up last night, and that's why they lost. The Miami Heat are one and three point. right now, and a lot of it has to do with Jimmy Butler, uh, who was telling us before the season, "Oh, you know, I'm, oh, we still got me. I'm that guy. I'm going to carry us to it. I'm not worried about what's in this locker room because we got me." And dude. You need to show up, and also you're right. Yeah, the point guard position didn't didn't really. Uh, it, it's been a fade this year, but Tyler Hero gave us some good garbage time buckets. Right, but but he he's not a point guard. He's a shooting yeah. guard, and he, he looked fine. But it, it took him until the Heat got down 25 to get going last night against the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's gonna be miserable. The Heat season. point guard position. You have a guy who can't move and a guy who can't score. It's it's really really bad. I was trying to I was legit trying to be optimistic about this year. Uh, I thought it would be a fun watch. I thought it would be cool to see who pops out of this heat and locker room. This I am roster. not enjoying myself. I, it was miserable. I cut it off in the third quarter. It's only like, four games, but this is not fun. This is not no. good basketball. And then to watch Dame Lillard with such ease. I know he didn't even know. kill us last night, but like he it just the way he gets his shots up. There's nobody on the Heat that can do that. No. Nobody that can do anything close to that. We have Tyler Hero who can, you know, every now and then get hot, but it's like it just would look so good in the Heat uniform. You're still not super confident when he pulls up from no. anywhere. No, uh, yeah. hell no. But and he it, scored 35 last night. 
And he was strong. He played. He outplayed Dame, but I feel like Dame, if the Bucks really, 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 like the Heat got within, uh, got within uh, what five? Yeah, late. It, it would have got ugly. I mean, Dame could come in and save your ass. Yes, like Tyler's not 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 doing that. He's not that caliber. It you, just sucks. The worst part. Here's how I know it's going to be a tough season. The most excited I get for the Heat on offense is when I see two-man game with Duncan Robinson and Bam or Duncan Robinson and Thomas Bryant. Like that, that to me feels like one of the more efficient plays we have, and that even is inconsistent. So it's, it's sad. What is the scariest thing going in sports right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media is open at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Uh, how, many, how many Halloween options do you have, Stone? Um, I got a, a good, like, 45. Let's, let's give another one a shot. Because maybe it's just kind of like hit and miss. All right, that's kind of scary. That one's not bad there. That one's not bad there. Is that a demon? That one, yeah, that was a demonic scream. (laughs) Okay. That was a little... uh, I mean, that was obnoxious, but all right, now we're getting into it. Uh, can Can I hit the murder one? Yeah, just... Sure, hit the murder one. Let's see what that sounds like. Is that thing speaking in tongues? What was that? It's uh, we got a nice soundboard here, so I think it does change when the <laughs> oh, things are caps gotcha. and Let's not hear murder one more time. Oh, that's stomach pain. <laughs> that yeah. yeah, that sounds that like is that's that is murder diarrhea. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that <laughs> could be something I else. I was about to say, like me last it's night. It's either murder or passion. Uh, are you experiencing? <laughs> uh, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net/ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians. Leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Another thing that's scary, we're out of coffee. Man. Give us a sound for that. <laughs> no, I'm that's sorry. how I feel. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. There. That's now, what I was looking for. We got to keep that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, keep yeah. that one close. I like that one. <laughs> that's Devontae Adams' do? life every day. Do we have someone Uber Eats coffee to us? I think we should. Because this is, I did not anticipate that. And it's a problem. Yeah, or Grubhub. We don't we don't show favoritism here. That's right. You got to pay me if you yeah. really want me to show favoritism. Yeah, or um, Postmates. Should we, should, we, should we order coffee in? Because again, like there is none in the office. We have a whole ass uh, Keurig that's fantastic or an espresso but there's no there's no there's no coffee yeah like who's responsible for that uh let's just go with christina home team tina home team tina tina home team coming up short again (laughs) uh can we hear the stomach craps one more time oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean buddy i've been there I have been there. What is the scariest thing going on in sports right now? I say it's Devontae Adams being held hostage in Vegas. Uh, Theo says 
It is uh, Tyron Lue, head coach of the Clippers, inheriting James Harden uh. with a team that's already notoriously unreliable. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka on ESPN1063. Uh, Joe is in Jupiter on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys, I'm almost too, care- too scared to come on the air. I mean, this might end miserably, terribly. Golly. Go ahead, You're doing a great job. Thank you. Anyway, can you, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I hear you perfectly, I'll you Joe. Scare- okay. As you, I'll give you a scary bad and a scary good, and, Theo, you're going to appreciate my scary good Love in it. a minute. But uh, my scary bad, I'm scared as of this morning, obviously being a diehard Texas Ranger fan up 2-1. Adelise Garcia and uh, Scherzer might be out the rest of the season. Or the rest of the series, we'll find out later today. That's a big hit. It scares me a little bit about the Diamondbacks coming back. A little snake bit. Mm. Esky lineup can easily do some damage. So that's a big hit. But uh, we'll see. At least we're up two one. That's right. You so got uh, that, that's for all you Texas Ranger fans that are out there listening right now. Big mm-hmm. show for me. <laughs> okay, and the scary good. This is scary. I'm going to say scary good. Theo, have you seen Luca's first three games? He's uh-huh. averaging 39 points a game. Mm. Two triple-doubles. In the one game he didn't do the triple-double, he scored almost 50. That's to me, is scary good. It's only three games. But they were saying, watch out. If he's, if he's, if he's more in shape, which I know, Ken, you've, you, you've said you've seen him live, and he looked he the latest you've ever seen a, dumpy. a superstar look. Yeah. But he had a super offseason, and so I get it. I understand. I hear the same things. You saw it. So we'll see. So I think to me right now, through three games, that's scary good having 39 points a game uh, and, and they're 3-0. I mean, so that, that, that's, my, that's my scary thoughts for today. Uh, Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, yep, Happy that Halloween. means it's midnight. The clock has struck midnight, and uh, that means Joe has to go. Happy Halloween. Yes. Yes. A little Dallas talk. <laughs> yeah. Triple D. That's what call they call it. Yeah, yeah. Dirty, dirty Dallas. Mm. Joe don't call it that. Probably he just he's probably learned that. But that's a, that's a, that's what we call it um, on this side of the the things there in Texas. <laughs> this side. It's where you and Deshaun Watson hung out. <laughs> age town the triple D. No, no, no. Uh, when we come back, a uh, a coach who is going through some scary, scary things uh, in his insulated football kingdom. That has never been permeated by outside noise and negativity. And that's all that's living there at the moment. And uh, based on his reaction last night at his coach's show, he's not handling it particularly well. The spooky tale of Dabo Swinney when we come back. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Oh, yeah. There's a monster in my pants and it does This is Fred Schneider, lead singer of the B-52s. His song, Monster. This is one of RGM's worst Halloween songs ever made. Again, management mandate today here at ESPN West Palm. Have to play Halloween music, so we'll be showcasing the worst Halloween songs that have ever hit the mainstream. Yeah. Um, You're a big B-52s guy? 
Uh, I'd never heard that before. Never heard that name. Have heard this song. Never realized he was talking about a monster in his literal pants. Yeah. Uh, ever heard Love Shack? Yeah. That's the B-52s. All right. So there you go. You learned something, too. He's got, he's got two hits. Why are the <laughs> girls telling him to get the monster away? It's, it's too imposing. <laughs> get that can't. monster out of here. It's too imposing. Yeah, you just can't take it. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me uh, let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, number 10 in the world, number 10 ranked postgraduate sport management degrees according to sport business, it is elite. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, your path to the sports industry, courses online or on campus in beautiful Boca Raton. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. That is your red carpet to the sports industry, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Boy, oh boy, has it been a rough one for Dabo Swinney. Clemson head coach, the Tigers at four and four. Did you think in your life that you'd see a Clemson four and four football team? I mean, it's stunning. Well, growing up, yeah, I saw it all the time. But but, right, um, but I mean, under Dabo. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, um, I mean, these guys were picked to win the ACC uh, over and over. I, I remember just being at in Charlotte at ACC kickoff, and everybody was like, is it Florida State? Is it Clemson? Can Florida State finally triumph and come, overcome Clemson? And like Clemson's overcoming themselves, and and uh, Dabo Swinney at those ACC media days at ACC kickoff, you've seen it, I've seen it. He gets followed around oh, as if he is Jesus Christ Himself. He's the I man. mean, he has disciples. He is trailed by a line of 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 followers, of fawners. I mean, if they had palm fronds, they'd be waving that at him. They'd be washing his feet. Dabo is larger than life at preseason ACC kickoff. Here's where it's really entered uncharted territory. It's not just four and four on the season. The dissension is coming from inside the house. Monday nights on the Clemson Tigers radio network, Dabo Swinney has his call-in radio show. And last night, Dabo Swinney was introduced to a man, Tyler, from Spartanburg. And we'll hear the call. This from Tyler in Spartanburg Absolutely going at Dabo set off a chain of events that can only be described as shocking, thrilling. Dabo Swinney and a caller going at it on his call-in radio show last night on the Clemson Tigers radio network. Appreciate everything you said, Coach Coach Swinney. Um, it sounded a whole lot like Tommy Bowden. And I'll tell you one thing, Tommy Bowden didn't make the, the same amount of money as you do. You make $11.5 million a year. Um, Stop that, it right there, that, real yeah. quick. Anytime you're mentioning to a college football coach, you make $11.5 million, you're trying to hit hard oh, yeah. at this guy. Uh, you, that, that's, that's leading in with the most disrespectful thing possible. He just like literally took the gloves off in front of him. He's yeah. like, here goes, yeah, let me take these things off. We're about to get rowdy. But Tyler, he started cooking. That's second in college football, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm curious uh, why that salary has led to a four and four. And I know we're going to talk about, you know, just being a couple plays away from undefeated and all that. Um, and I know you're a man of religion. I'm, I'm a big fan, Coach. Um, 
before you, you categorize me as a, you know, being in the 1.5%, I was going to Clemson games and my entire family going back generations has been going to Clemson games before, you know, when you're in commercial real estate. So I don't, I'm, I'm not going to accept being in that 1.5%. Um, and I, I respect the fact that you're a man of faith. Um, I'm curious uh, if you've ever read Proverbs 16, 18, which talks about pride coming before the fall. Um, I used to, I, I was in the military and I, uh, I uh, was overseas for the big run. Um, and so I, I couldn't, couldn't watch all the games. I tried my best. And, but I always watched your press conferences. Uh, just for life advice, and I appreciated all that. Something changed after 2018. Um, you're you're humble, you're hungry, and everything. And I, I always told people, man, Dabo, just listen to his press conferences. But after that 2018 national t- title, something changed, and there seems to be a lot of arrogance that came in. Um, there was a lot of friends and family. I mean, three of the ten on-field football coaches are external experienced hires. Everyone else was an internal hire that had no experience before or was a former player um, or friend. So I'm curious, why are we paying you $11.5 million oh my God. to go four and four? And it's not just this year. It's been, it's been you know, just the refusal to accept. All right, all right. What's friends. this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, t- so <laughs> Dabo's pissed. Yeah. That went on for way too long, by the way. How does nobody cut off that caller? They let him have a bully pulpit with Dabo Swinney at a microphone. They allowed him two straight minutes of something changed. Something changed about you in 2018 after the 2018 championship. Four and four, $11.5 million you're making for four and four. That's not good enough. And it's not just that. And by the way, I know you're a religious man. I know you're a religious man. I am a man of faith as well. Uh, But when I was overseas serving our nation, I missed that run, so I come back and something changed with you, Dabo. I mean, this guy just going in on Dabo Swinney. Dabo Swinney, in the state of South Carolina, last night, with a military man, a veteran, on the phone, absolutely demolished this guy. Dabo goes in. Here is Dabo Swinney. This guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I've, oh, I've listened to Tyler. enough of you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you can you can have all your opinions that you want. All right. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. All right. But let me tell you something. Uh, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem. To oh be honest with you, because God. that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation. The expectation is greater than the appreciation, mm. and that's the problem. And so, you know, we've won 12 10-plus win year, seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for 35 years. Mm. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that, Georgia and Alabama. Okay? Is this a bad year? Is this a – Yeah. And it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want. And you can apply for the job. And good luck to you. All right? Oh. But to answer your question, 
All right, we're second in draft picks. We've graduated 98% of our guys. We're second in wins. All right, we, we, if you, you want to know why, again, I'm telling you, we're not perfect. There's a lot of teams that, you know, Frank Howard never had a bad year. Coach Number Ford one, never uh, had a Kate bad Klubnick year. Tried to Nobody, sneak Coach in against Miami. never had a bad year in basketball. That was bad. People have a bad year. But the part of the problem is the appreciation. Oh, yeah. I used to tell people all the time. Say, the what's the difference days. in Clemson? I'm going to tell you. At, Cle- at some places, there's an expectation. Uh-huh. But at Clemson, there's an appreciation. Oof. And what's happened at Clemson is, is we've won so much mm. that even when we – it used to be the funds in the winning. Now, even when you win, people like you Ooh. complain and <laughs> criticize the coaches Ooh, and boy. question everything. You, you, people like you. <laughs> right? When I hired Tony Elliott – to be the offensive coordinator who never called a play in his life. I'm sure you were critical then. Mm. All right, And he took us to two national championships. People like you who just destro- love to, to destroy people oh, boy. with your comments. All right, I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. Oh, boy. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've never – I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job in front – so to answer your question – I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. Uh-oh. All right? Here and I'm where I am story. because I've worked my ass off. Yes, sir. Every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart-ass kid get on this phone <laughs> and create this stuff. <laughs> so if you got a problem with that, I don't care. That was awesome, All right? man. That's funny. I work for, for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. Stone, you and if they're tired of me kid. leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. Mm. All right, mm. it's not just winning; it's how you win. Yeah, Tyler. Jack and we ass. are in a. This is a tough year, but we've had 12, 12 10 plus win seasons in a row. Twelve. We lost to Tennessee last year. They won eleven games for the first time in like twenty years. We've had eight, eleven win seasons in in whatever, eleven years or whatever. We've won two national championships. Clemson went thirty five years. All right, probably since before you were born. Ugh. Your whole freaking life, and we've <laughs> won two in seven years. <laughs> And we earned it. Uh, and we beat the best of the best to do it. The best of the best. 12 10 plus win scenes. So if you want to know why, that's why. Am I perfect? Nope. I'm far from it. I am a, and I am a man of faith. Absolutely. We know. All right? I'm 53 years old. We're aware. And there ain't one thing uh-huh. in my life. I, now I, have, I have been a part of failure many times. But there ain't one thing in my life that I've ever failed at, oh. Tyler. Oh, never, Tyler. All right, ever. Eat bleep, Tyler. I wanted to get an education. I got two degrees. Who? Oh. I wanted to be the first college of my graduate with my family. I did it. I wanted to go play football at Alabama. I earned a scholarship. Uh-huh. Letter three years. Worked my ass off. Won a national championship. I wanted to get into coaching. I worked my way to being a head coach. Sure did. And when I got this job, and I'm sure you didn't want me to get this job. Mm. All right. And 15 years later, I'm still here. And I'd say the results are what they are, and I stand on them. So you don't ever have to call back. Ooh. Yeah, Tyler. I, I, I wanted to get married. I've been married for going on 30 years. Yeah. I wanted to be a father. I've raised three great sons. Congrats on the sex. If you don't like how I run the program, don't be a fan. <laughs> I don't care. But I'm the head coach, and I'm going to do what I believe is right for the long term of this program, what's best for the players, and what I think is best for the moment. Yeah, Tyler. If you got a problem with that, that's fine. 
But you know, I'm not going to sit here and let you call. I don't give a crap how much money I make. You ain't going to talk to me like I'm like I'm 12 years old. Yeah. You'd be freaking kidding me. So that was Dabo Swinney last night. Uh, that's how things are going in Clemson football world right now. Yeah. I will say one thing. I mean, Dabo can be a wholehearted jackass, but you know what? Who the hell are you, Tyler, from Spartanburg? Mm. Thank you for your service, but what the hell have you done? <laughs> I love it. Dabo, amen. Sir. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. I've never liked Dabo so much. I mean, that. After that, that was the most redeemable Dabo oh. moment in his 15-year career. Sometimes when you're the dude, when you're the guy, when you've put yourself in a position to be at the top, you forego any need to have to explain yourself to the minions. And that's what's happened in Clemson world. That's what happened last night. Don't talk to me about my salary. Yeah, it's a bad year. Maybe more bad years are coming. Who knows? But when you go to Clemson and you win two national championships and you're Dabo, I mean, to be quite honest, who the hell cares what Tyler and Spartanburg thinks? I mean, I, that was so relatable. Oh. I don't think there was anything oh. that Davo missed either. And oh, I, I, and he was mean about it. Yeah, too. I love that part. And I do I, think he answered the question as to why he gets paid 11.4 a year. Hell yeah. Like, he answered the question. You want to know why I get paid 11.4? Here's this, that, and this. So, own Tyler. He's the best thing that ever happened to that school. Yes. Yes. Like, and it's, I don't think it's any, even close. No. He's uh, the reason why this kid even has a platform to be talking like, to be acting like he cares about football right. wins. Uh, what I will say is I need to go back to having an edge about Dabo. I need to go back to realizing why I can't stand Dabo. Can we, can we just play him from last year, uh, his, uh, his, his NIL explanation? You know, honestly, I, I, you know, I was thinking about it this summer. Um, you know, I, I, I was, I was uh, thinking through it, and I, honestly, I mean, for me, we, we built this program on NIL. We really did. And, and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. Holy crap. There we go. I needed that. He's corny. Yeah. And that now, now, now I feel normal. Yeah. Now I feel normal. Uh, Dabo is goofy. But, but what I'll say last night, I hate to say it, but Dabo didn't miss. I mean, Tyler from Spartanburg, who the hell are you, man? Who? Are you? Ten toes. A dork. Go play outside. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken Levick. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.